You're listening to Between Two Bridges, a business-to-business podcast. With your hosts, Anthony R. Destiny, Joe Ferrani, and Jerry Kenna. Interviewing entrepreneurs, business operators, and investors. This episode of Between Two Bridges is sponsored by Paymark Payroll. Payday is the most important day to your most important people. And Payday is made easy at www.payyourpeople.com. Okay, we got the bridge episode for February. All right. Between two bridges here. Co-host Anthony our Destiny. <laughs> Jerry's making a deal right now. <laughs> Jerry Kenna. Joseph Ferranti. So we're here to recap our last uh, three guests and kind of... Uh, I'm not used to being second. That's what Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. waiting for it. I was waiting I'm for you to be Joe Ferranti. Out of order. I, yeah. <laughs> you can Sunday be me. morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like Sunday morning. So for those of you that watch, it's not always yeah. like uh, cocktails on a Friday night. Right. We, uh, we're drinking coffee today. <laughs> yeah, I feel a lot better. Coffee. I feel a lot better this Sunday. Shout out I did. to Aldi. <laughs> yeah. They have this new stuff. Um, it's a third of the price of Monster. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it as effective? Tastes exactly the same. It's probably as Monster, the just ones. in a different. Yeah, but. Uh, I bought 36 of them. <laughs> I buy Monster all the time. But uh, what did uh, our, our guest called that habit hopping? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anthony doesn't drink and yeah. he runs now, but he's so, crushing energy drinks. Yeah. So closing in on another month of sobriety. Oh, wow. Um, but Christy, right? Uh, so we, we had a mental health expert. I think one of the things that, from a business standpoint, on that episode was she rents the building. I don't know if they have an opportunity to buy at some point, but I feel like they were missing out on that aspect. Maybe you know more about that, yeah, Jerry. But it's tough though sometimes, yeah. um, especially starting out. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm Jesus. My company's yeah. Four, I guess you least fourteen years in, and we still rent. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a unique situation, and um not sure what's going to happen in the in the near future there but uh but yeah sometimes when you're first starting out you you need to to rent space in order to Cost. be able to survive right um but then obviously buying a property and then renting to yourself is more advantageous uh especially if you can find a way to buy a property that maybe has multiple spaces whether there's residential upstairs and um, commercial downstairs or multiple commercial fr- uh, spaces that you can sublet out, mm-hmm. kind of cushion it. You know, ideally, it would be nice to be able to have tenants pay your cover your costs so that your company doesn't have to front it all. Uh, plus, the other thing that's nice too is when you can pay yourself, your company can pay yourself rent. Uh, so basically the way you would set this up is you would set up 
your your company is one LLC or corporation or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you buy the property in either your name or in a separate LLC, and your company pays you, your uh, holding company rent. Uh, the reason to do that is if you're, uh, for instance, a subchapter S, your company is a subchapter S corporation, you have to be aware of the amount of distributions you're taking out of the company in relation to the amount that you're paying yourself on payroll. Uh, the IRS wants you to be on payroll for a reasonable amount of uh, money uh, so that you're paying a reasonable amount of Social Security and Medicare. So a lot of times people will pay themselves that reasonable amount and then take distributions out of the company for the profits for the additional amount. We have to be careful with that because you don't want... Uh, what happens sometimes is you, you'll have somebody that... Well, I'm only paying myself $30,000 on the books, but I'm taking $200,000 out in <laughs> distributions. The IRS doesn't like that. You're shorting Social Security and Medicare, which, I mean, at the end of the day, is not really helping yourself because whenever it comes time to collect Social Security and Medicare, the money's not going to be in your account. But um, if there is Social Security and Medicare, whenever we're at retirement age. Yeah, but, that's always my yeah, thought. It's we, like, yeah. It may not even be there. But with you, if you have the, if you own the property, you put yourself on payroll for, you know, say $30,000, and then maybe you're taking twenty dollars or $30,000 in distributions, but then you also can pay your holding company a reasonable amount of money for rent for the space, which rent revenue is not subject to self-employment tax. Hmm. So no matter how much money is in that bucket, how much profit, you don't have to pay that Social Security and Medicare tax on that. So uh, it's another way to get profits from your company into your pocket, you still have to pay taxes on it, state and local ta- or state, uh, federal and state tax, not local on rental income, but um, for PA people that are watching, but no Social Security and Medicare tax. So it's a way to take your profits without paying Social Security and Medicare. So it can be advantageous for tax purposes, not to mention, you know, if you're paying 2000 or 3000 or $10,000 a month in rent, you're basically just paying off somebody else's mortgage or increasing somebody else's wealth. Whereas if you own the building, you're paying down your own mortgage, you're building your own wealth. And at the end of the day, 15, 20, 25, 30 years later, when that building's paid off, you have an asset that's fully paid off now. And, you know. Yeah. They call that tax avoidance. Tax avoidance. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. we talked about that. There's a difference between tax evasion. Yes. There's definitely a difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion. Mm. So a lot of things that Christy has going on is she's talking to a dynamic group of people with the firefighters and the EMT and police and and doing things that are beneficial to our community as a whole. And I mean, she, she obviously has done her homework. I mean, she's gone, (laughs) she's gone to different countries to learn different things and she's really um, followed through on a lot of it. So that's a good asset to have in our Pittsburgh community. Um, I'm curious to see what this garden in Trenum looks like. I think we signed up for a yoga class, the three of us. Yeah, do on we? site. Yeah, on site. We're gonna bring the, lives. The pictures look good. It looks dope. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it looks real sweet. I mean, she ran into a situation where that's not even her space. The guy just yeah. generously offered it to yeah. her to use. And when you think Japanese gardens, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think about Trenum. So, <laughs> yeah, but I, I actually had uh, actually a past guest reach out to me and talk to me about that. And apparently that. That Japanese garden in Toronto is pretty legit. Yeah, it's, was that Cam? Cam? Uh, no, it's Hugh. 
He, he, okay. he reached out to me. Yeah, because Cam's it. mom did Japanese gardens. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't talk to Cam about it. We're the official podcast of all Japanese gardens. Right. <laughs> yeah. Koi fish. Yeah. Koi fish. Yeah. Koi fish. Yeah. Hawks. Hawks. Yeah. So. Uh, it was another interesting thing about talking to um, Christy was that uh, to, to talk about something that we don't really talk about here was mental health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody really talks about it. No, right. Nobody talks about it. And it's something that we, that everybody, not just business owners, but everybody in this country deals with on a day-to-day basis in so many different aspects. But we deal with it as, as business owners, as parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was interesting <laughs> to hear what she had to say about it. We got a lot of, I don't know if you read the comments, but we had a lot of comments talking about how they were, that it was nice to see somebody talking about mental health and the impact and some things that you can do to try to help. Right. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big component of like, you know, the whole popularity of the topic of gun control. People are always like, oh, guns, 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 no guns, mm-hmm. yeah. four guns, who raw guns. But I think a lot of the problems we have with all of that is the mental health aspect of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, if you look at statistics over time, I mean, guns have always been around, but there seems to be some serious changes in the mental health aspect of, of our society. And I think to ignore that is pretty, um, pretty dangerous. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, guidance counselors need to step their game up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little different job nowadays than whenever it, they were. It uh, is. They were being guidance counselors for us. It is. It almost seems like, and I don't want to minimize the the job of right, a guidance correct. counselor when we were in school, but it almost seemed like. I mean, any guidance counselor that I ever interacted with when we were in school, and I don't think I was probably high up on their list of people that needed help. But, um, I mean, it was kind of directing you on what you want to be with your, when you grow up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was almost, I always think it's funny because I see in my business, I see so many different people with so many different career choices. Right. And I see it, it almost seems like we have these waves of professionals where like when we were in school, it seemed like ever like 40% of the people we went to school with tried to be teachers. And now yeah. everybody's trying to be nurses, and right. now there's a shortage of nurses. Um, and it almost seems like there was a big meeting back when we were in school with <laughs> guidance counselors, like, listen, we need teachers. And get everybody to be a teacher. And then there were too many teachers. <laughs> and now we don't have any nurses. And we have, and now we have a shortage of teachers because back then we had too many teachers, and now we have not enough teachers. And I don't know. We it's just crazy. need to raise doers, people that don't do yeah. it. You know, <laughs> like yeah. Do you know? I this is off subject and it's a little bit of a tangent but i saw um do you remember on episode one mara said that he thought that it was henry ford that kind of helped correct it was not henry ford it was rockefeller um Mm. so just a little correction yeah it was rockefeller (laughs) but it is true that they that he's quoted it saying that he does not that he wants to raise uh he does not want to raise thinkers he wants to raise workers yeah. And uh, that's how they came up with the school curriculum to teach people how to be workers, not thinkers. And uh, kind of yeah. crazy. As a parent, I look at my kids a lot and think, like, what can I do to set them up, like, mentally for success? Yep. Because, like, I I wasn't around it. You know, I work with my parents were nine to fivers, mm-hmm. you know, as a young kid. And I just don't know how you, you adapt people to be a thinker and and say, hey, I'm going to buy a business, I'm going to buy a building. I, I think that's just bred in you. But like to people that like the workers and the doers, that's a concept that you need to be around. Yeah, I think a lot of it is not necessarily teaching them to be thinkers, but teaching them to have the confidence to believe in what they're thinking. Right. And we talked about that. We're skipping 
Bill uh, Deller, <laughs> but we're going to Saxon. But we talked about that during Saxon's episode, Mr. Greg Saxon's episode, where we talked about how to give your kids the confidence to believe in what they're thinking. Yeah, and there's more than financial support. There's yeah, just support have, as a whole. Yeah. It's almost, I mean, I, I don't. Of the three of us, none of us grew up wealthy. I mean, our right. parents didn't give us anything except for an ass beating, <laughs> an ass beating from time to time, and, and values, uh, well deserved values, and the confidence to do what we're doing now. Yeah. And if they would have uh, shit on every idea that we ever had, we wouldn't be where we are. Mm. We'd be a lot wealthier. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I see so many people that struggle every day with. They have great ideas, but they can't execute them because they don't have the confidence to do it. It's mm. not that they're not thinkers. It's that they don't have the confidence to believe in what they're thinking. Yeah, I go back to the thinking part as a young kid. I think what I lacked in my beginnings of, as a business owner was like, I thought the one thing that paid off more than anything was hard work. So I'm like, I'm just going to yeah. just keep working and working and working. It's and now coming up way. on 40, I'm like, wait a second here. I need to start making this yeah. work for me. Yeah. Work smart, not hard. Yeah, I mean, and I, I understand it more now than ever. Yeah. You know, I have all these ideas in my head, and I can't pursue any of them because I have to go sort clothes tomorrow morning. Right. And, and it is what it is. It's fine. It pays the bills. I have a good life. Maybe it pays the bills. I don't know yet, Jerry. We're working on that part yeah, of we it. we got to figure that part out. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, like, uh, working for me. It's a tool, but I need to be able to, like, get a little more hands-off in it. We've talked about it before, and I think a lot of business owners – that come in here getting pretty good at it. Yeah. You know, I mean, moving from CEO, moving into a position of CEO instead of working in your business, you work on your business. It's something we mm. talk about all the time. Right. I've been working like a lot of late nights, just kind of yeah. working on like a rebrand because I feel like I've become synonymous with the band, brand, right? Like when, you, when people think my customers think the world cleaners, they think of me standing at that counter. Yep. So like I'm thinking about just like restructuring and a rebrand and like kind of, going off the beaten path and that'll help me mentally just pull back yeah, and be like, all right, this is the business I run now instead of the business I own. Yeah. You have to, you have to, when you're looking at building a business, something that kind of changed the way I think is when I'm starting a new company or a new venture, I started with the outlook of, can I sell this someday? Right. Uh, because I don't, I don't, want to be doing this when I'm 75 years old. Um, right. I see people that do it and, and I don't, I don't want to do it. I'm 40. I can't see doing, I can't see working 80 hour weeks during tax season when I'm 70 years old. I, I don't want to do it. Um, for my tax clients that are listening, I'm going to be doing it for a while. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, I don't want to be that guy that's 70 years old and, and doing this. So you have to build a brand or build a business that's sellable. And it goes back to a lot of times buying the building that you're in so that that helps yeah. have an asset to sell. Right. Um, but building a brand that's more than just you. Yeah. You want it to be something that somebody's like, Oh, pay Mark payroll, not, Oh, Jerry's payroll company. I want it to be that payroll company that everybody knows so that someday I can say, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. It's time to sell it. So it makes X amount of dollars a month times, you know, whatever multiple. That's what it's for sale for. And then, you know, maybe some big payroll company comes up and eats it up and I can go retire on Key West with Joe Franny. <laughs> well, I guess one of the things that I always look at is 
No smart businessman is going to give you what you want for your business if on the owner's discretionary spending, it's a lot. And also if the owner's working 80 hours a week in the business, yeah. because then they got to replace you. They don't want to buy a job. Yeah. Nobody wants to buy it. Well, a lot of people buy a job. I bought a job, but I think mm. to get into a market or a business to start out, you almost have to buy that first job. Yeah. But by the price of your company, if you're selling a job, is a fraction of what the price of your company is if you're selling a business. Correct. You know, if you're selling a if you're selling a dry cleaning company that is um, that it's running independently of you, and you're not there every day folding clothes. You see that in a lot of listings, absentee owner. Yeah, the, <laughs> and that's the it's that's passive. the gold or like nugget. franchises you can go buy licenses ten, exactly. yeah. ten to twenty k, but in your you know if you sell payroll at some day that's. Yeah, a lot more than twenty k. <laughs> exactly. I mean, some of these companies, whenever they sell, if you're independent, if it's a brand yeah. and and uh, recurring revenue, that's the that's the buzzword now that everybody right. that these big companies are trying to buy recurring revenue. Mm-hmm. If you're buy if you're selling a company that's got recurring revenue that's independent of you, um, and payroll is a great example because you know, like the the people that I have working in it are great, but they're not the only ones in the world that can do it, right? So if I sell the company, these big companies are not going to bring my people. I, I understand that. And, you know, my people would be taken care of in the... Once again, listening, this, this is, is going to be... in the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my people will be long gone before then, and they will be very well taken care of if this ever were to happen. But, you know, they're going to just take the clients, right? Yeah. And they're just going to build it into their system. They're basically buying the revenue stream. But these companies will pay three to five times that revenue stream. So if you have a company that's bringing in $3 million a year in payroll processing fees, you could get $15 million for that company. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, you can buy yourself a nice place in Key West and sit <laughs> on the beach all day. Well, not a nice yeah. place. You could buy a little place. Yeah, you could buy a little place. 700 square foot bungalow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you see these, like, um, there's a lot of businesses in Pittsburgh I've never heard of. And I, li- I read the Business Times all the time. Okay. And it'll be like, Life Tech Incorporated purchases Mom and Dad Incorporated yeah. for $83 million. And it's like, I never heard of either one of these companies. Yeah. Right? So, like, it's a unique. Business is unique. And that's kind of yeah. why I lean towards it. It's a challenge. It's kind of fun. That's the yeah. fun part of what I do. You know, number, I've said it before, number crunching, sitting there reconciling bank statements. That's not fun for me. But business development, building a brand, building something that's sellable, um, growth, that's that's what's fun for me. Yeah, and I mean, we had Greg on, and, and obviously, if you're listening to this and you're from the Oakmont Browning area, you know Conco, and uh, they they did sell at a, a, number, yeah. a number that I don't know. We didn't yeah, discuss not, the number. It's, it's not, not public. public. We're not allowed to know it, but... But it wasn't a hundred and grand and in a work truck. It was, no, it was, it was a, a lot of lawyers, I'm sure, were involved, and a big was. acquisition, and good to see somebody like that you know and that that whole family as a whole it was I mean, probably way more than what mr saxon when he first bought into that company <laughs> for three thousand yeah well that was ever, just the, um, that was yeah. his, his portion or whatever yeah. his, but i'm sure whatever that whole number was which we also weren't uh, it was not disclosed to us and it's fine uh whatever that number was i'm sure that he had no idea what right. it would be sold for at some point someday right. yeah but a lot of hard work and dedication and, you know. It was unique too because a lot of people will say to me, like, I don't want my kids to take over my business. I'm kind of in that, like, realm of things. Like, I don't want my kids to run a dry cleaners. 
because I'm working it. So like essentially I'd fail them as a parent because they would just be working a job that I put them in. Mm. But like they, they, all the kids worked in the business, but I think everybody had a goal to ban- to expand that business. And they weren't like, Greg wasn't in shooting tubes, you know, like they were all doing management <laughs> roles. Probably not. And yeah. But at but one he point he got, was, he also got dirty and he had yeah. to when he had to. And, yeah. and that's part of it. But I agree with you. Like I'm not building a job for my son. Right. And my daughter, I'm building, I'm trying to build an empire of businesses that my kids can then continue to grow or sell off and or start sell something off else. and start something mm-hmm. else. Or yeah. maybe they decide that my daughter wants to be a doctor and doesn't want anything to do with the shit that I deal with every day. And that's okay too. That's when I feel like you succeed as a parent. It's yeah. like, you know, I see some of my Freedom. customers talk about their, their kids and they're like, my daughter's killing it, you know, like, yeah. and it's like, it's wild because I look at that person. I'm like, you're killing it. So imagine, you know, and kids yeah. nowadays are different. They're like, fleeing they're able to just get up and go and visit places and do things but it was cool to like kind of see somebody that he's not that old right greg greg looks great for his age yeah and and he's kind of done with the grind of it he's still doing his new adventure and i think that's a personal decision it 100 percent is it's to keep him busy keep him active uh which is pretty smart and he's got a plan and his plan is not to fix axle repair you know fix axles on the side of the road for for very long his his plan he's got a he's got a plan and and i don't think that it's a super public plan and it's it's in his head and his people in his close-knit circle it certainly wasn't something he wanted to blast on a podcast but <laughs> um but he's got a plan right and it his plan don't be blasting it on here bro i'm not <laughs> i'm not and honestly joe i'm not even privy, privy to, to what it. exactly the plan is but my impression of that plan and what I think that when Greg listens to this, and I think he will, what he would appreciate me saying and not saying is that his plan is not revolving around money. His plan is revolving around creating an opportunity with what he knows, what he was able to do with Conco by trying to use that knowledge and that experience to help his kids and his family do it again with what they're involved with so that he can try to pass on that legacy without just writing them a check. He doesn't, he's trying to, because that's what ends up happening when you end up just writing your kids a check. That's when it, it goes away, right? Because they don't appreciate that check. Not that, not that his kids are like that and I'm not insinuating that they are, they're spectacular, but it's just statistics show statistics show when you write your kids a check, they go nuts and the money's gone. So, but you know, the whole thing, you teach a man to fish, right? Right. So he's going to try to use what he learned and what he was able to accomplish to help put his kids and his family into a position to be able to do it again, to better the lives of their families and their kids and their next generations. And it's all about legacy. It's all about generational wealth. Instead of just saying, Hey, I, I was able to be successful. Here's this fat bank account that I'm going to pass down with you and good luck to you. He's showing them how to make their own. Yeah. And putting them in a position to make their own. And I think that's his plan um, with this without anybody actually telling me that. Um, but that's the impression I get. That's yeah. just the kind of man he is. And talking with him, I think he took a lot of great pride in those employees at Conco and the oh, lives yeah. they were able to, to obtain yeah. because they worked for him. So like when you start a new business and you have that experience, 
you know, maybe he has 25 trucks on the road and independent contractors and they're, they're providing for their life. I mean, a guy that has a million business stories tells us a story about one truck in a farm in North Carolina. Yeah. You know, he could have told us about all the big businesses he's worked with along the years, but he was, he's a humble guy and, uh, He's a, it was a good guest. It was short, shorter than most episodes, but I think I, yeah, I learned. Yeah, I thought there was a lot there. I mean, just to tie it back to Christy too, like he seemed very at peace with his life yeah. and yeah. mentally was very sharp, had a lot of good advice. Yep. From a parenting standpoint, you see what his kids are up to and, and what he's uh, impressioned on them. Certainly hasn't pushed them in any one way or the other with his daughter going out to Montana. So it's like, yeah, that whole mentality. I mean, I know your dad's out outside right now. <laughs> like, what what was it like growing up with him? I know he's an accountant as well. Were you? So my dad didn't start out as an accountant. Yeah, um, my dad's been sales his whole life. Okay. Right, salesman. Right. Yeah. Well, he started out when I was a kid. He was a car salesman. He was selling okay. cars. Hmm. Um, my dad was in sales his whole life, but was always very entrepreneurial. Uh, but never was in a very, uh, you know, he had kids young mm-hmm. and was never in a position to take big risks. And um, a lot of that because of, um, uh, because he was in a position where he had to make sure that he could, you know, feed the kids and right. keep, that he wasn't able to take big risks. And, mm-hmm. um, but he's was always supportive. He always let us take our paths and we all took our own individual paths. Um, and, uh, now, you know, fast forward, he's kind of somewhat partially retired as as (laughs) stressful as his life is probably right now. Um, (laughs) well, it's tax season. It's tax season. I feel it when I walk in the door here, this time it's a little tense. My hairs are still standing (laughs) up on my neck. The fish is out there. Just yeah. trying to jump he out. Jumps, he jumps a lot more than normal, that fish does. It's like he's trying to commit suicide. He's like, this shit is intense mm. in here. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but no, years yeah. ago, he decided to go back to school. He went back to school and got a degree in uh, business management with a focus in accounting. Uh, he started doing some tax returns on the side for me whenever he was off work and could fit it in. And then it. Um, kind of snowballed into like, okay, hey, listen, you're, you know, he took an H&R Block class. I sent him to that and um, in addition to his, his degree. And uh, so he learned the trade. And now he's doing tax returns and doing, you know, dealing with clients directly. And uh, uh, he's come full circle, but he's gone from a, a job where he was working a lot of hours and a lot of manual labor and um, a lot of stress working for other people to no freedom. Um, right. To basically just taking orders from me all day. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I couldn't, I wouldn't be here yeah. uh, without, without my family. So, uh, it was, it was, it was unique. I mean, and we, like we said before, I didn't, you know, my parents never, and uh, we never grew up, we didn't grow up with money. We mm-hmm. grew up. I remember when we got caller ID, <laughs> and I was like, "Did we hit the lottery? Like, right. How do we have this little box that tells us who's calling? Like, right. what is this?" Yeah, that's um, so funny. Remember, that was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. Day. And I'm like, I don't know how we're affording this, but yeah, Central cool. Air was a big one growing up. Yeah, we, we got, got that. And I was Air. like, I don't know what's Never up. Never had that yeah. LV. Yeah. My dad literally <laughs> did hit the lottery. Like he hit like a back alley brown paper bag, sixteen grand. Yeah, in a bag, and we got Central Air. 
floor to floor carpet in the living room, nice. and he bought a station wagon. And I'm thinking, you couldn't do any 16 grand's of carpet nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now a brief word from our sponsor. This episode of Between Two Bridges is sponsored by Paymark Payroll. Are you tired of spending countless hours juggling payroll calculations, tax filings, and compliance regulations? Well, say goodbye to that chore and let Paymark Payroll take the burden off your shoulders. With our secure online portal, you can access your business information from any internet location, even your phone. Employees will love the ability to receive direct deposits and they can access all their pay stubs, tax forms, and information through their own portal. Focus on growing your business while we take care of the rest. With top-notch customer support, we're always here to assist you with anything at any time. Don't let payroll stress hold you back. Choose Paymark Payroll and experience the freedom to thrive. Contact us at payyourpeople.com for a personalized consultation and a demonstration of our powerful payroll solutions and see how Paymark Payroll can better your workflow. That's payyourpeople.com. Join the growing list of satisfied businesses that have embraced the convenience and efficiency of Paymark. Payday made easy. Your business deserves nothing less than the best, and that's exactly what Paymark Payroll delivers. Now back to the show. We did skip over Bill. Yeah. And, and I guess we could, it doesn't really, we don't have to do him in chronicle order, but no. Bill, Bill was unique. And before we go off on a tangent, I, uh, he works for Schneider Downs, right? Yeah. And I had brought up that I got involved with Real Men Wear Pink because of a guy from Schneider Downs. And it like totally blanked my mind of his name. But then when I left, of course, I was like, oh, Dan Garcia. So shout out to Dan Garcia from Schneider Downs. Good dude. And uh, he did a lot of good for the uh, breast cancer awareness here in Pittsburgh. His father, unfortunately, was diagnosed with breast cancer, which, oh, wow. yeah, you don't hear that a lot. You know, yeah. like you sit in a room at the beginning of that. And people tell you, like, this is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> I'm, like, the rare bird in the room. I've never had anybody in my life go through breast cancer. I had some ants. But yeah, and yeah. I was, like. It's usually a female thing. Yeah, so, like, they put you on the spot. They don't tell you you're giving this speech to a room about 35, 40 people that are involved in it. And I'm, like, I'm the lucky one in the room. Like, I'm, And uh, it was kind of, like, a weird situation, but. When I started getting involved in it, then I realized, you know, it's not about just helping the people that have breast cancer. It's about preventing breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So, like, everybody in my life that's true and dear to me is a woman. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and obviously <laughs> men, too. So, yeah, I, that's what I was just off on a tangent. But I wanted to get that out of the way before we started talking food because. Yeah. So, he was, I mean, we kind of grew through this, but cell phones started around the time we were born. Right. They were like this big, and then <laughs> back now they're back this phone. big, and then uh, little curly antennas in the back of your car. Flip phones and Nokia phones, but then you were able to access the internet. And then this term came out, I don't know, we'll say 15, 10, 15 years ago, social media influencer. Yeah. And, uh, and I think he accidentally started doing it. Yeah, like, was, was it like, like he, he yeah. said he personal he was use just <laughs> taking yeah. pictures of food that he liked, but now he gets comped meals and orders double steaks. He's got like 12,000 followers on fi- on Instagram yeah, that are so. like me and my wife going through like, what do we want to have for dinner tonight? Where are we going to go? And it's out. like, I don't know. Let's check out Pittsburgh food, dude. See where he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so last night 
we actually went to that fish nor fowl. Nice. And had dinner, which he said is, uh, I think I think he said was his favorite restaurant in the city right now. It was legit. Yeah. Um, and I texted him before because I'm like, hey, Bill, we're going to fish nor fowl. What should I wear? <laughs> and what should I eat? Um, <laughs> and uh, he gave us some tips. And uh, the focaccia bread with the whipped ricotta was oh. insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we had the chicken parm. My wife had a tortellini special. Um, it was really, really good. Um, definitely highly recommended. Really, really good. So now that we're on the topic of food, <clears throat> last night I was going to order from the Village Inn, mm-hmm. and uh, I went to Il Pizziola instead. Uh, yeah. So I upped it up a little bit. The one on Hearts Run? Yeah. yeah. And we just do takeout. It's easier with the kids. They're sure. always packed. Yeah. And uh, I'm like... I got to do something different here. So I was just going to order the gnocchi. Yeah. And then I just switched the sauces around with yeah. another dish and was like, oh, Bill would be proud, man. Yeah. He would be real proud. So, <laughs> yeah. I like going and trying a bunch of stuff, which we kind of did last night. We did, you know, my wife got the one thing, I got the other thing. We kind of split it up. And, um, yeah, I tried that too. My wife got a Parmesan crusted chicken salad. I'm like, Great. Yeah. Thanks, Great. babe. Thanks for yeah. really contributing. You couldn't have got like the lasagna because I really was in between the gnocchi and the lasagna. Right. So I think moving forward, me and Jerry are going to go on more dates. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. Like I went to uh, Bonefish with my wife a couple weeks ago and she's got a shellfish allergy. So go to a restaurant, <laughs> go to a seafood restaurant with, a, with my wife that has a shellfish allergy and she gets the one thing on the menu that doesn't have shellfish on it. And uh, I can't, I'm like, oh, I want to try that, but I can't eat these four things myself. <laughs> so I'm just going to order this and I'm going to come back with somebody that can eat with me. I mean, I guess we could all go- have a business meal at a restaurant. Yeah, we should, we should just do it here on air. Just, Nate right? would love it. He'd like, just have to cut microphones. To, t- to tie, <laughs> tie all this together. Yeah, absolutely. His I didn't mean meals, to exclude you on that. I was just looking at him. Yeah. You can come. That's three more entrees <laughs> yeah, we can get. His meals are basically tax deductible if he turns us into a, an enterprise, yeah. right? So, so you see, obviously, he's not a hot woman so you can't just <laughs> rely on his looks but to turn this into a business yeah. or for us if we're sitting down with a guest we can go out to eat and that's that's yeah, so deductible right it's like one of these weird professions right that yeah. have kind of surfaced in the recent years where people are writing off things like meals yeah because they're going out to dinner just with their family but he's posting them yep. he's uh, he's he's advertising for them. He's advertising for himself. Right. Um, he's he's profiting on it not only with sometimes a free comped meal, but also with um, with payment from Instagram and sponsorships mm-hmm. and things like that. So he's receiving revenue based on based on those posts. So the costs of those posts become deductible. So uh, it's kind of a weird situation. You see that like the the girls that are on there posting their Instagram influencers. Only fans. Their, yeah, only their fans. Assets. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're bare off, assets. <laughs> they're writing off outfits. Yeah. You know, and manicures right. and et, et cetera. Uh, this is a kid-friendly show sometimes. No. Sometimes, really. yeah. yeah you know, really. my- <laughs> but, um, you know, some of those things where you'd think, like, you can't write off your manicures, but if you're a model... Mm-hmm. And you're doing it because that post that you just put up made you $5,000 and your fingernails have to be done. That becomes a necessary, ordinary and necessary part of your business. Mm. 
And um, so that's the, there's a weird gray area. And I think that there's a lot of, I don't want to say strange, but uh, new and evolving businesses that we're dealing with that the internal revenue has to also adapt to. Right. You know, we've seen that with crypto where they, for the first several years, they're like, we don't even know what to do with this. Like, how is this taxable? Are we taxing it when it's sold? Are we taxing it when it grows? I mean, there's all this confusion on a lot of this stuff. We've become one step ahead and that's not good for the government. But no, the government's trying to catch up. We're a very innovative generation. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I was listening to recently was about the, you get the, you go on any website and it says, accept the cookies, mm-hmm. you know, like the data, like they don't have, <laughs> the government has no way to control yeah. what data that they're, they're, they're taking, taking from you. And what they do with it. Right. And it's a free, it's a free for all. And companies are making a lot of money on data that's been taken. Oh, from, yeah. Cause like no one has the time to read all that bullshit. No, no. Yeah. We would so, spend all our lives just doing that. Right. But they could put anything in there, mm-hmm. you know, like they could own your phone in your house and you just click accept because you want to read the they newspaper are, article. Just listening. I know we talked about Ugh. a made up lady the other day and it turned out to be real with. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I knew about the Kim Crawford wine. Oh, did yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's that's what threw up. me did for a Did it come up as an ad? Did you, <laughs> yeah. did it came, oh, actually, it came up. I have never Googled that in my life. It was an ad on your Facebook? Yes. Yeah, that's so, so creepy. Yeah. The one time I was on a motorcycle trip with some guys. And I was stand, sitting outside um, a hotel in the morning, and I was just bullshitting with one of my friends. And he's like, you know, I'd like to get, it's like, I'd like to get, like, a flagpole for my front yard. Like, like a legit, like, big flagpole lit up. Like a Mayalaga. Yeah, like a big flag. <laughs> yeah. Not just, like, a flag off your house, but, like, a big flagpole. And I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to have one of those, too, someday. I mean, you know, it'd be kind of cool. Later that day, I'm on Facebook, and I have an ad for flagpoles. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I have never one time searched flagpoles. Yeah. I've never, ever even considered it until having that conversation. You cannot tell me my phone wasn't listening. Right. Yeah. Don't so, sue us, Zuckerberg. So, We're not yeah. accusing All right, well, you let's, let's run this by. Good stock advice. Yeah. <laughs> Cheap insurance rates. <laughs> How about tax evasion? There's an app, <laughs> there's an app that you can um, – you can – it it works with uh, I guess Robinhood I think, mm. but it's an app that overlays with your Robinhood account that you can mimic automatically. Pelosi, we Pelosi's, talked about this on here. Yeah, Pelosi's yeah, uh, yeah. transactions, and uh, my brother started doing it. My younger brother, and he's up like fourteen percent in like six weeks, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. <sighs> What are you going to do? Yeah. I guess take pictures of your but food. To t- yeah, to <laughs> tie this to the, I guess, um, local business. So through advertising, right? You see yeah. people use social media for that. And let's just use Joe Contractor as an example. And he's advertising on Facebook. So you just get the random posts. Hey, look at the old stuff. And here's what I did new. They could actually write off their advertising. stuff. Right? Oh, I don't think a lot of people know that. Whether you're boosting posts or yeah. running ads on uh, your local podcast, <laughs> yeah, is there is there like a is there an easy way to look at it, Jared? Like, is there a way to say, okay, if it if proves my business, it helps my business run day to day, it's a write off, right? Yeah, T-shirts. you have to you have to consider the the phrase that the IRS always uses is this related to an ordinary and necessary. Uh, ex- is this an ordinary and necessary expense to operate my business? 
And if it is, then it is a valid business deduction. If it is not, it is not. Um, I'm actually, I just had a conversation with an IRS auditor, uh, which I won't disclose details <laughs> of that too much. Uh, but uh, a question had come up about a client's deduc- a deduction for advertising. And it was a large deduction. And it was about, uh, and it was, a de- it was an advertising expense related to um, kind of an offshoot of a different, line of business than he's used to. Um, so the question became, well, is this an investment that he was basically paying some firm that was going to generate some sort of passive income? Or is he now part of that? Is he now trying to also add that service to his portfolio of services? Mm-hmm. Um Upon conversation with my client and the auditor, it turned out that he agreed that it was a necessary, ordinary business. He was branching out into that. It was the first year, the year that was in question, was the first year that he had done that. But it was um, the 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 discussion was related to the intent, or is that are you intending to start offering that service? Uh, how has it gone? Are you still doing it? Um, and things like that. So you have to kind of consider that. You know, there's a lot of things that people leave on the table. Yeah, yeah. That that people don't think of. You know, you know, they go to the post office and buy stamps, and they don't think that. You know, those stamps they use them to send out invoices. Well, then that's a deduction. Oh. Um. There's there's a lot of things that you have to. You just have to think like. You know, is this part of my business? Is this a necessary expense for me to operate my business? If the answer to that is yes, then it is deductible. Now, there's some rules that they've eliminated. You know, they used to be able to write off entertainment. So I'd have clients that would club memberships and stuff like that or club memberships or um, they would take a a client to a a sporting event and write off those tickets. You can't Mm. do that anymore. Um, Which kind of impacted a lot of that. Like yeah. Clubs, country clubs took a hit. Um, season tickets were down. Yep. You know, people would have a, a box for a pirate game yep. for their company. Yeah. And when they lose that right off, they're like, well, we're not, we're we're not, not going to do this. Yeah, anymore. we don't need it anymore. And then the pirates are the pirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You don't want to pay to watch that. You <laughs> yeah. should actually get tax breaks for it, going uh, to the pirate Does it game. bother anybody when you see like some major celebrity wearing a pirate hat and you're like, you're just yeah. wearing that to be ironic? They're just they're wearing just trying it. trying to look cool. Um, well, it's Snoop Dogg, right? That well, was he that is whole... a Pittsburgh fan. He's a yeah, Steelers he is. fan. But, well, it uh, became that P became iconic in in that yeah. realm of things. So it would have been nice to see them win a World Series back in the day. Yeah, totally off but, topic, but yeah, I I kind of stumbled into this thing with aliases. I heard a story where um, Terry Bradshaw in the eighties, seventies would travel under an alias. Yeah, and his alias was Thomas Brady. Right. So I started really? looking up like these aliases people use, and Jay Z's alias is Bryce Piloff, uh. <laughs> and George Clooney goes with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so I think like that—that's yeah. the pirate P has just become like pop. It's always been popular, you know, like mm-hmm. like NWO, and they would wear it on stage, and it's like, kind of back to yeah. the influencer thing. I think yeah. so, you know, like we've—it's always been there. It's just now, yeah. Now it's at I the wish forefront. people wore it because they were good, right? <laughs> like you but see, they a, signed you see. Mitch Keller. <sighs> Mitch the pitch. Let's see what uh, my man Paul Skeens does. Who could we get? Yeah, LSU guy over there. Um, who could we get from the Pirates organization to come in here and defunct the rumor 
that they're of, spending exactly what they need to spend to win. <laughs> well, they're the second lowest team in terms of payroll, but they're one of the most profitable, right? In right. terms of percentages. Yeah, that's because you could have a you got a ping dollars, pong team in Pittsburgh but, and it's going to yeah. do well. Just and and the thing is, like we saw this, I don't remember what year it was when we went to the playoffs. Mm. Like Pittsburgh rallied, man. Oh, like, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that there were sellout crowds. I mean, it was like all of a sudden the pride in the Pittsburgh Pirates <sighs> yeah. was back. Like this city would rally behind them again. And we have one of the nicest stadiums in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, and they're running out of fill time. The, fill the river with boats. Maybe we yeah. can build a pirate ship, and that would be a write-off, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then record this from the <laughs> Allegheny River, and you see it too because, like, they just hung Yager's jersey from the rafters. Yeah, not that we're a sports podcast, but like the pe- the Penguins are struggling right now, and yeah. like over the last seventeen years, they haven't struggled like they've been struggling the last right. two. So now it's convenient. Let's hang Yager's jersey in the rafters. Let's tickets, get the buzz back yeah, and sell the tickets. tickets. And and they sold out, man. That place was bumping that day. And, and the stories that came out when he came back about how he saved the Penguins. Right. You know, so maybe it's not business related, but they they needed to win that series to get those two extra games at home to keep the bottom line going. Mm. And and he did it. So pulled groin and all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of pulled groins, how about his comment about his girlfriend? Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> So Jerry, how's your mental health? It's uh, oh, crunch buddy. time. You're what halfway through the season, rough? Uh, I guess uh, no, early yeah. on. It's yeah, still, it's still first early. few weeks. Yeah, it's still early. You got Cold this. plunging helping? No, I have. I gotta. I gotta get it set back up. Whenever it was super cold, Easy. Um, it's too hard to do. Mm. Uh, which I know people are gonna listen, but like, it's a cold plunge. But the nice thing, whenever you go out in a cold plunge, obviously it's fully expected that your body is going to be freezing. But when the wind is blowing and your head is mm. also freezing, <laughs> it is mind-numbing. Really hard. <laughs> um, so I haven't really been using it. But uh, now that the weather's breaking a little bit, we're supposed to have some warm weather coming up here. I'm gonna get that thing back going because I need something. Yeah. Um, How you know many who hours had, you put in this week? Uh, I had I I did the math. Tuesday Don't do night. the math. Don't ever do the math. I had a rough. The beginning of the week was rough, man. You made like um, a buck an hour this week. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday night, I had already been at like forty-four hours by Tuesday night. Oh, jeez. Um, so it's Sunday now, and I don't know. I it, yeah. it, I don't want to know. Yeah. Um, but even like last night, we went out, and I'm sitting at a concert. I went to the Clark's concert last night, and you're and, old as uh, shit, and I'm old. Yeah, <laughs> they were awesome. But it reminded me how old I was. Yeah, but, we don't want to uh, talk too bad about Blazy. I think we're trying to get him. Yeah, on Yeah, I messaged him. Yeah, we'll see if he messages me. back. Maybe he's listening. Yeah, um, <laughs> I sent him the link. He might. He might listen to this. He was awesome. Um, but uh, even then, I'm sitting there listening and I'm thinking about the things that I need to get done. And yeah. I'm thinking, I'm like, I gotta stop. I have to. You have to like remind yourself to live in the moment and like listen. Yeah. That shit will be there tomorrow. Like I need to focus on what I'm doing right now. And uh, it's it's hard this time of year. It's hard because you know you you it's nonstop. You know I get here, I try to take the kids to school in the morning, so I get here around eight thirty, mm-hmm. and it's nonstop. Even if I have breaks, it's still like just between the different companies and the you know phone calls and trying to return to emails and just all day long nonstop. That by the end of the day, you're just so fried, and then you go home, and it never fails. You're like. Oh, that one guy I didn't get back to. God damn it. Yeah. And you can't stop. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Like I'll do everything that the cleaners will do, you know, 430 pieces Monday. 
and I'll get like halfway home. And then so-and-so is going out of town. They need it. Yeah. They're fly. Everybody in the world flies out at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. You just can't sometimes can't get it all done, but it's part of it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's part of it. You got to do what you got to do. Um, do you experience like a social exhaustion from all the phone calls? Like at the end of the day, you 100%. just don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, yeah. I feel that way. Like I, people come in at the counter and I'm really good for the first like six hours of the day. Like it doesn't matter. I'll bullshit, whatever. Yeah. But then like. Toward the I, end, you're just done. Yeah. You know, it's like, funny. Um, when, you know how, I don't know. You get, are you Catholic? Yeah. Um, I'm not super religious. Yeah, I was raised Catholic. Yeah, I was Let's raised put Catholic. put it that way. So, you know, when you got married, you had to go like those Catholic classes where you have, did you have to do that? I'm not actually Jerry's married yet, bro. I just married. wear a wedding ring. Oh, right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, play, I've done. He plays oh, one on TV. Just play one on a podcast. Everybody. I just, I just blasted you. You should have been like, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. Me classes. and Father Blau, we yeah, sat down. Cut this part. <laughs> yeah, cut yeah. this part out. <laughs> it, yeah, it's funny because we were when Greg was talking about marriage and stuff, he was like, yeah. you guys are married. And it's like, well, you know, I'm technically married. It's yeah. the only people that don't see me as married is the IRS and San Andreas. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, we're we're good. So we you have to take these classes mm-hmm. to learn how to get married, I guess, and how to be be married. And <laughs> I don't know, it was kind of silly, but there was one sure. thing like they had another married couple come up, and I I remember listening to them thinking like, man, how how, how did they swindle these people into doing this? But they were like talking to everybody about like how to be married and how to treat <laughs> your spouse. And anyway. No, they talked about there was something that they said that they do that like after a long day, they sometimes, you know, one spouse is like, I don't have any more words. Like, I'm done. Like, you know, one I don't spouse have the is, energy for you today, Beth. Yeah. <laughs> but one spouse will be like, what, are you upset? Are you, are you mad at me? You're not talking to me. And they'll be like, listen, I'm just I'm, I'm out of words for the day. Like, I've I've I'm done. Like, I, it's not you. I've just I'm done talking. I don't want to talk anymore. I'm out of words. And there's days like that. This time of year particularly <laughs> where I just want to go home and just be done with talking and thinking and just go to sleep or watch TV and watch something funny and mindless. We're or sit down on a Sunday at 11 and say a bunch of words yeah. on a podcast. Well, it's early. <laughs> it's early yet. It's early, so I still have words. But uh, <laughs> currently I go home and watch Shit's Creek and laugh my ass off oh, and nice. don't have to think about anything. I watched... Uh, I get into these episodes, like these shows, like on Netflix and I'm like a power watcher. Like I'll watch like six, seven episodes a night. So it's, I like always look forward to getting done with them, but I look forward to the moment of them. So I was watching bloodline on Netflix. It's a pretty good show. Uh, Three seasons. Yeah. Got it done about a week. Yeah. The worst (laughs) is when it's over and you're like, well now what? Well, I, it motivates me then. Cause now I'm like, all right, now I can get back to all the paperwork I needed to do and shit because like I took (laughs) a, I took a break, you know? So, but Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, we touched on all our guests, right? Yeah. Um, let's uh, kind of just look into the glass ball here a little bit for the future coming up. Um, we we recorded one episode that'll come out in March. We two. got two that'll come out in March. We got our third one scheduled for next week, later next yep. week. And uh, I guess we need advertisers, right? We're gonna yeah, we're, we're gonna push that envelope. We're gonna push some bit. push some advertising and uh, try to come up with maybe some advertising. Uh, some sort of structure, some, I don't know, we talked of advertising. We talked earlier about maybe getting potentially like, a, um, well, I don't even know how you would call it, web guests 
guests that yeah, could maybe do some remote. So if you yeah. listen to us from afar, that's coming in the future. Yep. Reach out. Yeah. Reach out to us. You know, we have friends that are all over the world at this point. Um, one friend specifically, we don't want as a guest. Demetri Prakaris. No, I'm kidding. I'm fucking with you, buddy. <laughs> but I know he listens. If it has Oakmont name on it or someone yeah. from Riverview does it, the dude listens. Uh, I guess that's my around way to shout him out a little bit. Yeah. Get him, get his engine rolling. Yeah. He'll have the Pope on our show. Like, that's just how that dude operates. I'm like, I know a guy. He's like really big in the Catholic community. <laughs> <laughs> he can help you out with those marriage classes, Joey. And uh, get you set. We just look outside honest, and Jerry's right. Corvette's sitting out there and the Pope Mobile's mm. behind it. Yeah. We didn't touch that either. I yeah, guess that came up. And that was a February purchase, Jerry. Yeah, the Corvette finally showed up. Yeah. 14 months and a day after the deposit went down. <laughs> and uh, it's spectacular. I got really lucky. And uh, company vehicle, right? Yeah, yeah. And Vinny loves it. Yeah, it's not a write off. It is not going <laughs> to no. be a write off. No. Um, discretionary spending. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely discretionary spending. It's not necessary. Yeah, it is not <laughs> necessary and ordinary for an accounting firm to have. But uh, <laughs> but if you did own an energy drink company, you probably could. Yeah, yeah. I just wrap sticker it. it up. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Wrap it. Yeah, so I'd like to. I, I my wife and I always talk about setting up some sort of like automotive t shirt website or something like that. That I could use to, you know, Offset to use the, the car to offer, you know, yeah, because it's a lot of times cars like that bring a a following on social media, yeah. And if you're posting stuff like that, and then also advertising a a brand, you could de- you could develop some sales, and then you know, silly expenses like a we could work Corvette it into the podcast uh, deductible. We could right. work it into the podcast logo, right? The, the car, Corvette? sure. <laughs> When are we doing our first cannonball run? As soon as it warms up enough. I got lucky, man. They uh the the like two weeks that I got the car. Like the day I got it, it was still kind of cold. Like I was fighting. You're not supposed to drive it when it's under 40 degrees because of the tires are summer tires. And it was like 39, 40, 41. So I had to like take it real easy. But then like the two weeks after that, it was like 50s, a little mm-hmm. bit of 60s. So I got to drive it. Uh, as much as I could, it's tax season, so, you know, but, um, but then it got cold and snowed again, so it's back in the garage, but looks like next week's supposed to be nice, so it might come back out. Yeah. I I took my daughter to a father-daughter dance. I saw that. That's cool. And, uh, I had to pick her up in the Corvette. You know, she was at her friend's house whenever getting ready for the dance, and I'm like, we got to pick up my date in the Corvette. Right. Right. So she was pretty pumped. (laughs) So, yeah, so we got a lot going on. There's a There's been a lot to this point. Uh, I don't know. We didn't number the episode, this one here. Yeah, I don't know what this is going to be. 17? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. But we're moving and grooving. We're definitely looking for more guests. Yeah. Uh, trying to expand out um, to, you know, it's a Pittsburgh-based podcast, but, uh, you know, we're trying to expand out to people that, you know, we've, we've hit our, our network, and uh, there's certainly yeah. more in our network to, to hit. I'm not... I mean, it continues with the goal of mine for doing it was kind of just to learn. Like, in learning, you got to go outside of your horizons, you know? Yeah. So I'd like to see some different businesses, you know, see how they operate. Yep. I know that this is – I know that it's made me a better business owner a little bit just hearing these stories. It's made me probably a better dad a little bit, Mm -hmm. although I've had a rough patch lately. My kids won't leave each other alone. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're going for the world heavyweight belt every day, and they're just fighting and fighting and – yeah jumping on the furniture and it's it's hard because my son's four so he's getting yelled at for shit that my daughter never got yelled at for mm-hmm. because like she's raising the standard you know yeah. and it's like come on guys but Kids yeah are tough. 
Yeah, it's if we're going through it right now. I'm trying to like back off and February is a slow month of the dry cleaners. When the number when the revenue numbers go down, the stress picks up no matter what business you're sure. in. And yeah. I can relate to some of these stories these people tell and it's like, it's all right, you're all right. It's yeah. okay. Sometimes you just gotta be all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, the bank account's not at zero. Right. It started at zero. We're gonna live to tell right. another story and um yeah. But anyway, as far as getting a guest, like we're learning a lot, but I, I'm hoping that we can get to a point where you know, we're helping promote these guests' businesses right. and bringing sales to them. And I, I hope that people are looking at it as that opportunity. We're, our our downloads are, are up. Um, we're, I'm seeing big trend in, in views going up and up. I'm getting a lot of feedback from from people in my network that right. they're watching and it also, and they're enjoying yeah. it. And, mm-hmm. um, we just had somebody, uh, a guy I know that owns a dry cleaners in Orlando. He reached out to me. He was like, oh. killing it in the show. Love it. So oh, that's that awesome. was cool. Yeah. So. so it's, it's the viewership is expanding. So I think that we're bringing to the table, it's not just for us, you know, yeah. we're yeah. learning and yeah. it's something for us here, but um, I'm hoping that we're, be, we're able to provide value to not only the guests, the, the viewers, but to the guests that sit with us. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. So we, we covered all our X's and O's this week. So why don't you end it with us, our destiny here today? Go ahead and wrap it up for us. Yeah, so it's February, right? We got a leap day coming up. Oh, oh bonus day. Four years. I remember uh, we had to turn in, what, Mish, Mish Schmidt's uh, five-page, uh, what was it, paper? I didn't do homework, on, bro. On <laughs> I never did homework. I just I always think of that for leap day. Uh, it was due then, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still trying to get established here, so it's been good to hear. From all these people, I think I pick up something every time. I'm about to get into a bunch of lending situations that'll keep me up at night, but <laughs> yeah, been good. All right, guys. Well, that's it. So we have some good episodes coming. I think it's uh, good. So keep watching. Stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned. Good, Joe. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Between Two Bridges, a business-to-business podcast. Find and follow us on your preferred podcast streaming platform. Like and subscribe, and leave us a rating and review. You can join us socially on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Yes, we still call it Twitter. You can email the show at info at betweentwobridgespodcast.com. Until next time, make it till you rake it.